too for later. So well, welcome back. We are live on the Facebook. I think it's nearly there, Bob. We are good. It's showing up now. Yep, we're there. It's live. So welcome to uh, another edition of Double D Do Business, RLC CPA Live Weekly with our friends from across the states. And a quick reminder as to why we're doing this. And next week, by the way, Kurt, Vince, Bob, and Mike, we, we may even have a jingle that will say this so that we can just talk to each other. Uh, why we're doing this is to bring the knowledge of our friends and clients in the States uh, to online streaming for you to share and learn and see about what others are doing and how others are getting through things that are actually happening around the world. This week, we have back with us, uh, I'll introduce you, Mr. Vince Howard. If you haven't seen him before, I'm sure you have on our casts. Vince, how are you today, sir? Great, Dave, and you? Pretty well, my friend. Yeah, pretty Thanks good. for having me. Oh, it's good, good to have you back. We have the magnificent Barbara Gay from Denver. How are you, Bob? I'm great. How are you, Dave? Uh, awesome, actually. We've got the super-duper Kurt Rickoff. Good afternoon. Evening, afternoon, and morning, depending on where all of you are at. Correct. And if you are watching this or listening to this, Kurt, uh, and there is some pre-show banter, and then there's Michael Butts. No, Mike. Mike, it's good to, good to have you back with us as well, Mike. Welcome. Uh, Mike, where are you from again? Uh, Michigan. That's right. Michigan. 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 That's right. I'm, get, I'm getting location coached by Debbie in the background. <laughs> Let's have a chat about this week's subject. It's hopefully, if you're watching this, you'll see the screen behind us. It reminds us what we all spend our time doing. So everybody on this call is fully committed to creating best version businesses, people, and teams, wherever they are choosing to serve clients. Now, we are going to flick between screens, so I'm just going to make sure I can see somewhere behind me a mouse appearing. Let's take a quick look, and we're going to get into this week's subject. This week, we're going to talk about the unrest we see in the business world and around the world. But let's, let's center in on unrest first. So we've seen a lot of unrest in the US over the last couple of days of a very, very serious subject. Um, has anybody uh, in your location noticed or been impacted by this directly or some of your clients perhaps? Uh, any, anyone on the call experienced anything locally? Uh, Vince? Thank goodness, no. Um, the police officer of the most recent events, right? The police officer involved um, does have a house in Central Florida, um, but everything has been peaceful so far. Yeah. So uh, we have not experienced, we've had some looting, but we have not experienced the, you know, let's call it the, the massive unrest that they are seeing in other parts of the country. It's, 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 it's madness, isn't it? And I understand it's a, it's a social reaction to a very uh, delicate um, matter that actually, if, I, if I'm sure if I asked any one of you on the call, I am speaking for you for a second and hopefully I've called this right, there'd be nobody in this team ever would you want to see any kind of racial discrimination to any human being. Uh, so, but it's such a, a deep-rooted issue in the States, isn't it? So, um, What's been going on in Denver, Bob? I did see something going on, didn't I? I think somewhere. Well, they've um, we we are under curfew. I think like a lot of people are, and I think they've um, they've arrested some people prior to uh, anything big happening. But 
I, I think for our clients, it's not so much that they've been involved in any of it, but it's the anticipation for our retail clients of what do we need to do in case this comes on our street or if, if, if we're in an area where they might be protesting. So it is a lot of unrest for everybody. Many, many years ago, Bob, I was, uh, I was in a retail store as a retail telecoms store manager where I was responsible for op opening stores and then I left the towns. But I was in a place called Carmarthen in West Wales in Britain. And the, the, there was a big um, ticketing march and graffiti displays over the, the reason that mobile phone companies weren't using the Welsh language. And this, uh, there, there was a big movement through the town. They were spraying shop windows and they, they, but they were knocking on the doors of the shopkeepers to say we were coming. And I'll never forget their response. They came into my store going, yeah, how are you doing? What do you think about this issue? And I said, I frankly think it's not fair. We should have every language we can on a mobile phone store. And they sprayed the whole street except my shop. <laughs> Which is, you know, would it be nice if it was as easy as that? Um, what's going on in St. Louis, Kurt? Is there anything happening down there with this? Yeah, we had a really, really bad night last night. Uh, um, which we have clients in the area where this happened. They had, uh, uh, yesterday during the day, they had a very large protest, very peaceful, um, uh, by the arch grounds, downtown St. Louis, everything was nice. Uh, but then by dark, things started to turn south. And uh, we ended up, Mindy and I were watching live uh, the, the looting, and they were looting a 7-Eleven and ended up burning it down last night, watching it live from the helicopter. Um, Woke up this morning and found out four police officers were shot overnight. Um, one person was murdered. Uh, I believe it was the owner of a pawn shop trying to defend his business, which is, you know, and, and everybody knows we're all, St. Louis is just reopening. They're, they're, all the restaurants and stores are trying to reopen and now they can't. Um, it's, it's really sad. Uh, I was watching that last night, uh, that 7-Eleven being looted and then burnt. It just... I was sick to my stomach. It just gave me a knot in my stomach to watch that, realizing the, the people's lives and livelihoods and things like that, that was just being disregarded. So it's, it, it's very sad that they had such a one. So the peaceful protest is going to be completely overshadowed. You know, they had a, a very nice, uh, you know, poignant, well, well uh, uh, directed or whatever, uh, peaceful protest at the arch grounds, which they showed the, the picture of that, which was very nice. Um, and they, they were getting a good point across. But then now that's people are going to forget about that, unfortunately. Do you, do you, th do you think there's some, you know, I don't, how do I describe it? Um, pent up frustration from COVID coming out here? Absolutely. It's not helping it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not helping it. I mean, they're being antagonized. They're being agitators, et cetera. We see all this in the, in the media. And it's true because, you, you know, the, the, the people that we watched on TV last night burn a 7-Eleven and rob it was not the same people that we saw in the peaceful. You know, it, it just wasn't. You could tell. Um, and it, so some of it is definitely pent up. We all have that. I mean, we're all pent up. <laughs> Want to get out and, and, and you know, and the shorter temper probably. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely nobody could, 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 could blame that on it at all. So sticking into the unrest theme for a minute, um, up in Michigan, right, that you've had floodings, you've had meat factory issues and COVID hotspots. Uh, has there been reactions to this where you are as well, Mike? 
Yeah, and it, there's definitely been reactions. I mean, it's it's um, we've we've had our our peaceful and unpeaceful. Um, I'll call it awareness, awareness instead of protest, um, because I think you know we've got a lot of people that are 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 trying to communicate awareness of a topic, um, and they're doing it in a peaceful way. And then you've got others that are are taking advantage of of the situation and, and bringing their awareness a different way. And, and from my perspective, I mean, it's, it is impacting, as Kurt said, it's impacting a lot of innocent people um, and, and people that may be supporters, right? So unfortunately, you know, I do, I do worry about um, people that, that were in support and, and properly, you know, creating awareness and trying to, to work to, to resolve things that unfortunately might sway the other way now because of, of the unpeaceful um, protest. But, you know, we've definitely, we've had a dam break in central Michigan and, and flooded an entire town back to my hometown. And there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of emotions um, that are, that are happening. And, um, you know, I'm not sure, I, you know, I worry more about, um, just the the mental health of of a lot of people for a lot of different reasons because there's there's a ton of things coming at people right now on top of trying to get businesses reopened livelihoods going again um it, it's there, there's there's a lot being placed on people right now in their psychology it is and i, I think we've got to continue to give people hope you know you, you all serve clients right whose businesses are affected one way or another by this they so need hope. And I, I, I guess I, I'm going to, as a, as a non-American, I'm going I'm to ask your American leaders and anyone who's linked to your American leaders that may or may not even watch a bit of this or even hear it, to really think about the responses and the stimulus that they need to give to their, in the same way they did with, their, with your bailout plans and the government support for cash. Let's do the same things around rule changes where they're needed to help restrict, prevent, you know, I said, um, my, my grandmother used to say to me, prevention's better than, than the cure, Dave. And, and let's, let's have a look at what's the prevention to some of this and listen to the people, not listen to the crime side of it. That's, I, you know, as a European and as a Scotsman, that's not how you solve things, right? Um, and whatever your belief structure around that, I'm not tapping into that. What I'm saying is the moment you cross legal lines that causes another business owner not only their loss of trade like your 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 gas station i did do translation there did you spot that um and this is what we call a fuel station right um to losing your life over defending your pawnbroker business you know that really is absolutely unnecessary um and therefore what do, what do governments around the world need to do to change to listen to give hope and let people like us know they have been heard so some of your clients have seen this fence or been impacted uh, particularly sorry uh, one way or another um, how's the unrest in your businesses uh, how are your people feeling uh, are, are people coming to the offices now Kurt where you are um, we still have about the same amount uh, Mindy's office the payroll office is fully staffed today for the first time uh, since this all began um, but uh, the accounting office still is not we're looking at setting a date coming up either next week or probably the following week uh inviting everybody back um 
don't see us requiring it though right away, but maybe shifting to, you know, as we talked about prior on the, uh, previously on, on this uh, broadcast, it's, it's going to be different. Uh, we're going to have more remote workers and, and I kind of look forward to it. I joke with everybody. Uh, I'm not sure I want everybody back. It was kind of nice not happening. <laughs> it's quiet here, but uh, uh, I, I look forward to it as, of course, as well, getting the team back together at various times. And how, how are things with you, Vince, similarly? Is it, you know, we're talking about unrest civilly a second ago. What's the level of unrest in the business like? And so uh, similar to Kurt, but, but we're not seeing, once again, you know, our area really hasn't seen some of that, um, some of that malicious looting. We do have a curfew. Um, our biggest concern is the stall factor that is starting to happen, right? Which is, we, we're just starting to get this PPP money in place. The businesses are, are right at the point where Florida opened up restaurants about a week and a yeah. half ago. Um, we're just trying to get that wheel turning and this could drastically impact the forward movement of, of uh, the business start cycle. So, a lot of what the peaceful protesting, you know, some of it was, you know, some of it was racism, some of it was ageism, some of, I mean, there, there's, there's all different issues out there. Um, but a lot of the psyche problems that we see with the employees, uh, you know, fearful that they're gonna have a job tomorrow, um, fearful that they're, they're not gonna be able to make mortgage payments or put food on the table. And now we're at this, this point where you know, we could see a serious stall, which would cause more and more businesses to fail. And I just don't think there's going to be another, you know, there's not another financial bailout. So somehow, you know, we have to protect the, the I think the psyche of our employees, we have to help coach our clients through this. Um, you know, some things as simple as, you know, Kurt, Kurt was saying, I don't know if I want everybody back. You know, it's kind of nice having everybody remote. Well, that may be the silver lining here. You know, we may have the ability to engage remote workers over the next six to nine months for the businesses that, that remain uh, open. And some of those people may be from districts where, you know, maybe the, the job market has crashed and, and, you know, the economies that are thriving or they're still open may be able to employ those, those people. Our job now is to basically keep our employees and our clients, you know, as best we can headed on that, on that path of, of forward movement. Do you know, I, I think you fit on a really nice way of talking about this unrest, about it's stifling, slowing down, denting. Some, in some states, we'll be stopping forward movement. And if you're watching this today, I think, and you're a business owner or part of a team, really think about what's your forward movement. Uh, you also gave a good analogy, Vince, around the wheel, right? And, and there's, a, there's a great thing in London called the uh, London Eye, and it's this wheel that goes round. And it doesn't matter uh, what happens to that as long as it's turning. It turns really slowly. I forget the statistic. Maybe, Mike, you can Google it or something in a second. But... How much does the London Eye make every time it goes round? It's a staggering amount of money. But when it stops, it doesn't make any money. And the economy and our businesses are like that. So it's really important, I think, to, to put that message, Vince, that you've just shared right at the heart of this unrest and say, it's up to us 
to give the hope, to give the future forward momentum that's been started by this uh, stimulus act and to remind people that you know it's going to be small businesses that turn that wheel and your job as a team in your businesses is also to help them so we're going to move on to something in a second so bob uh, do you have any thoughts feelings or ideas about what people should be doing to add to what vince said about this this mindset piece about really seeing we've got to start our businesses or our economies and our approach to this. Is there anything you'd add to it? Well, no, I just quickly, I would say, I, I, I think one of the struggles we've been having with our clients is this, um, this fear factor of if, what if we go back too soon? What if we don't go back? And so I think it is like Vince and Vince is saying, you, you have to coach them to say, if you can work from home, stay home. Why do you need to go back? I mean, you, you can, you know, if you're uncomfortable with that, choose what's best for you. We are business owners and we do have the ability to run our business the way we want to. And I think we forget that a little bit. And I think now's the time to be able to say to ourselves, if we're not comfortable going back, let's continue to work from home and let's still be a part of the solution. So. Love it. That's really good. And, uh, Mike, is there anything you'd like to add to this discussion around some of this unrest on, on top of what you've heard from, I've got to say, some really great answers today? Yeah, it's going to be tough to top those. But I do know that the London Eye has uh, two, 29 million in profit last year. So there you go. Tidbit of information. Thank um, you. You're welcome, <laughs> David. You're welcome. It's officially the capital's biggest ever tourism money spinner. So there you go. Um, you know, I think, I think the, the, um, I saw something and I, I, unfortunately I cannot recall who had said it on LinkedIn, but I think it, the, the, it was March 13th, the, the old economy stopped and on March 14th, the new one began. And I thought it was a great perspective of looking at because for all of the people that, that were frustrated with how their businesses operated or what happened in their businesses previously, right? Now is an opportunity to, to stop and refocus and come out of this stronger, right? So it, it's an opportunity to correct maybe some, some things you wish you would have done previously, you know, the round two it items. Now might be a great time to tend to those round to it items. And businesses are always either, either moving forward or moving backward. They're never neutral. And, and this is an opportunity for all of us to, to, to refocus, build on foundational knowledge, and look at the opportunities in the future because there are a lot of opportunities out there and a lot of new opportunities opening. Um, no, it's not going to be the same, but there's new ways to doing things. Now, I have to ask this. So uh, to Kurt, uh, Vince or Bob, uh, as a bit of a pop quiz, he said building foundational knowledge. Have you any idea what he might have been talking about? Not a clue. I, I just I have no idea. Yeah, uh, there was something at the core of that somewhere, wasn't there? There's only 24 hours in a day, David. Yeah, we're having this. Uh, we'll, make we'll make sure afterwards that... Again, Mike's talking about the core, the core mastery suite, the core 24 modules that are in the mastery network where Mike serves his time. So I love that. You've got to do those things. And I think, let's, let's build this into our next intended um, question today, but having those brave conversations, I'm delighted to hear, right? 
three CPA firm owners and entrepreneurs talk about coaching your clients, right? That's great news because it's, it's absolutely what your clients most likely need and may not even realize. Um, the other thing about this, this one here is about having the courage to be brave in your conversations. So, uh, Kurt, let's, let's come to you first with this. Um, how are you coping yourself as a business owner in dealing with any brave conversations you need to have internally or externally? You know, because you, you can't just go there, right? It's, it's like taking your best um, swing at a golf shot. I don't even play. But I know if your mindset's wrong, it's not going to go right. Or you're doing a speed lap on one of uh, Vince's other companies on the racing track. If you're going to go, I'm going to go my fastest speed and you're thinking, maybe I won't. You probably won't, right? So how do you personally deal with getting yourself into that space to have tough conversations? Uh, well, first of all, I do not do it like I golf because my golfing is more just grip and rip. And, and if I can't swing as hard as I, I possibly can, what's the fun in it? Um, yeah. So I definitely don't go in it that way. Um, I think it's just, you know, I, I like somebody said, you know, when people said, we're all, we're all in the same boat. No, we're all in the same, we're in the same storm, separate boats. So it's, it's really realizing that they're going through something. They're going through this differently. Yeah. Everybody has a different challenge through all of this. So, you know, kind of being vulnerable yourself, you know, put yourself being vulnerable, but yet strong with that conversation. Um, and, you know, our cultural blocks all include sincerity, you know, um, and, and being uh, genuine. So I think that's, you know, I prepare myself for those conversations and just be, be sincere and genuine and be truly yourself and, I think that's, and quit trying to, to truly, you know, I put you, myself in your shoes. I can't put myself in your shoes. I could sure empathize with possibly what you're going through, but I don't know exactly what you're going through. You know, I look back at what I'm going through and, 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 and again, just realizing we're all, it's all, everybody's going through this differently and, and empathize with what they're going through. And, but yet be strong enough to, um, help guide them if you will um can't show you know push them but possible um or just sometimes a lot of times it's just listening yeah i, I love it I, I think it's that's that's real practical it's a real practical view because it, it is that and i love the couple of the words that you pulled out from your cultural blocks um really well which is about sincerity um and using the skills to be in that moment that's, that's good counsel Kurt. Bob, what do you do? Well, I think, first of all, I prepare for it because the last thing to have these conversations is not to be prepared for what your topic is. Yeah. And then I try to really listen. I try to listen to what they're saying and, and try to coach them in that way. Um, I, I agree. It's, it's a very difficult time to have employees that are, are feeling anxious about things. So I think listening is very important. And, and then trying to coach them in a way that you can help them kind of move past it a bit. Yeah, it's good. I like it. And, and preparation, I think, eliminates the need for hindsight if it's done properly. Uh, and sometimes it's even, isn't it, Bob, it's actually working the conversation out. You know, sometimes with somebody else, you know, I, I'll often talk to Debbie if I want to raise something I don't like or, or something I don't feel comfortable about, I'll say, I want to express this sentiment, this feeling, these kind of things. And she'll often say to you, we'll just say it like that then. <laughs> you know, 
It's so simple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, we're going to go to, traditionally, when Vince joins us, we like to go to him last uh, on some, at least one of the questions. So, Mike, we'll come to you next. Any, any advice you'd give around this, this concept of getting yourself ready to have a brave conversation? Yeah, um, so part of it is to understand the story that I'm telling myself and make sure I fully understand the story I tell my, I'm telling myself before I go into a conversation because um, I probably don't have the full story. And so it's important for me to learn where might the holes be in my story and how might my story change? What facts would I, would I wanna get to get the story to change? And that goes to Barb's point about asking questions and listening, right? And does my story align with what their story is. And, and the other thing, and I, I really like how Kurt brought this out on the cultural blocks, there's, there's certain things that if it truly is, is the culture, right, that there's things that are non-negotiable. And, and those are the ones that are really the tough conversations to have because if you start allowing things to happen that are not part of the culture, all of a sudden your culture has changed. And now you're off center from what your purpose is all about. But I think if you go back to what Kurt was saying alongside your answer, sometimes it might be you, your understanding is what it's outside of a cultural block or area. And oh, hundred percent, which is, that goes back story, to the story, right? Yeah, your story might've distorted it. I love that. So the two really go nice together. Exactly. Uh, they have to compliment. It's not one or the other, but you have to understand Make sure the stories align, and and then then determine before it's 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 the old saying: the fewer the facts, the stronger the opinion. So make sure before you get any opinions, you really understand the facts, and not just the facts from your mindset and your past and your history, but stand on your desk and look at things from their perspective. Now, I love that. I want to I want to just add a, one more thing to this before we go to Vincent. Um, so he's ready. I can see Vince, you're prepared. This is great news. And um, I know all of us in this team are looking forward to your answer before we get to it. But the, the, the thing that we're all talking about in one way or another is leadership 101 from RLC, which is model the behavior you expect of others tomorrow, today, yourself first. And actually, if you want your team to be more empathetic, if you want your team to be more brave, you mentioned vulnerable earlier, Kurt. If you want your team to be more vulnerable, it's a really good idea, isn't it, to model some of this stuff and at least show them how. You can be almost rubbish at it, but, you know, but not doing it, they never will. Um, it's being brave enough to go first. So without further ado, and with great anticipation, I have to say, let's, let's go to Vince. Vince, what's your world-class golden nugget, tip of the day, week, month of June and 2020 about this subject? You're setting this up, Dave, and you're killing me here. You're <laughs> killing me. Uh, so, you know, I like the more scenic route, uh, but I do want to say I can actually fit in Kurt's shoes. So they're more like <laughs> water skis, but, you know, I can fit in Kurt's shoes. Um, I, I actually, I, I want to expand a little bit more. I think where Mike was going with this, because yep. when I look at this courageous, brave conversation, I think we have to look internal first. Mm -hmm. And, one thing I think we as business owners fail to identify are the struggles that our own employees are having. So yeah. we have to 
have that conversation with them first, right? We have to coach, we have to teach our clients even potentially how to coach their employees. They're having to have some very difficult conversations about, you know, survivability of the business, um, job potential layoffs or rehires or furloughs. So for our side, I think my main goal was to sit down with, with my team and make sure they were grounded, right? I wanna make sure that they're focused, that they know our story, right? Which goes back to the, to the culture side, side of this and that they're right, that they're whole. Because if they're not, how can they move forward and listen and coach our clients if they're having an issue that I, as, as, as their team leader, right, am not coaching or listening to them. I mean, I that's why he goes last. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. There. I think <laughs> Thank delivered. you for letting me go before that. <laughs> that's right. Um, I think he delivered, Kurt, didn't he? I, th I think, Bob, what do you think? Did Vince deliver there? I'll go first from now on. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. But I, th I think the two subjects we're talking about today are the real unrest in the world and then getting yourself ready as a leader to have brave conversations. Because depending where you are in business and listening to the first part of today's broadcast, you could be in a town court like one of your clients is where this stuff is happening. You know, as an owner leader, how do you talk to your team? They're thinking, I'm not coming in. I can't. I can't be near where this risk is. Um, and loss of life is a great example of why people will be feeling fearful. The point I want to make is this, though, to both all of us here and anybody listening, is that sometimes we forget about the feelings our team are having, like you said, Vince. We forget. And it may be because you've not felt like that for years running your company uh, or in your job or in your leadership role. And actually, the thing to remember is the feelings, you may not have had that feeling for ages, but they're always in your life somewhere. So go and find that feeling in the cupboard of your mind, locate it, remind yourself a bit about it. And then when you've done that, uh, then have a conversation from that base with a person you know who might be feeling similar. So uh, let's, let's just bring this week's cast to a little bit of a, a close. Is there any last minute advice you give to do with being brave in business? Uh, let's go to uh, Bob first. <laughs> Well, I think the biggest part of it is you have to have the conversation, whether you yeah. want to or not. However you prepare yourself and where, wherever you get yourself there, avoiding the conversation is not the answer. No, absolutely. Great. Let's go to Kurt next. Um, it, kind of, again, it, it's having that conversation, but being prepared, like we keep saying, uh, be informed, make sure you know what's going on. Um, and don't go into that conversation uninformed uh, about the subject you know you're going to talk about, but be informed about the world around us. Uh, can you imagine going into a conversation not knowing what happened last night in the St. Louis area and then talking to a client and, and, and they don't want to talk taxes, they don't want to talk PPP loan, they want to talk about, you know, fearful that their windows are getting busted out. So, so I think it's being informed, um, staying up on it. That's really good advice as well. We're going to go to Vince next. We're going to let you off this time, Vince. Any last comment? Thanks. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to what Barb and Kurt kind of, you know, started with, which I think we all need to put on our big boy and big girl pants, right? We, we need to address the problem. Um, 
if we run from it, it's just going to grow. So address it head on, you know, to, uh, to kind of take the bull by the horn, tackle it, move forward so that you can progress. Absolutely, because even if you don't solve it there and then, you, you've got to go back to early, the wheels turning, right? So it might take a few turns or a few more pushes, but at least you've, you've, you've started the potential for momentum. And Mr. Boots, uh, would you like to share something with us on this uh, before we're done today? Yeah, I think it's definitely important to understand um, where your mindset is first. That's, that's bar number one, because you, you do have to go in with the right mindset. And if you're in a point where you're furious about somebody's actions or what they did or their behaviors, I, through uh, uh, Paul Saginaw, who's one of the founders of Zingerman's, David, when you come to Michigan, uh, I will take you to Zingerman's. They're very well known. Um, but he's, he, he shared with me in a conversation we were having, you know, when you're, when you're furious, become curious. And I think that furious can go a lot of different ways. It might not necessarily be anger. It might be frustration. It might be disappointment. But become curious before you do anything. And then the other thing is also as a leader, make sure you're not comparing your highlight reel to someone else's blooper reel. And we have a tendency of doing that where we, we are happy to point out someone else's bloopers, but when we're going to point out the points in our lives where we, we accomplish the best. So, you know, really get that equal of where you're at to your, your standpoint. If, if you don't have any recents, go into the cupboard and, and know there was a time that you, you had bloopers as well. I have to say, highlights and bloopers, that's a brilliant take. So thanks, Mike. And again, I just want to thank each of you. Just for a moment ago, watching you, Mike, that was very well leveled as well in your Michigan, Michigan. You did that brilliantly, very tastefully done. And the, the response not, wasn't necessarily the delivery you did. It was watching Barb, Vince and Kurt leaning back in their chairs laughing. <laughs> uh, rightly putting me in my place for it. So nicely done. So I, I just want to say thank you all for your time this week. We're going to start the decoding process of first ending live. Before I click the end live button, please do remember if you're watching or listening in the future, this is RLC CPA Live Weekly presented by WDB Business. Our friends come on here in their own volition to come and share great content, great ideas and great conversations about what's going on in businesses around the world. I'm just bringing my mouse back while I talk to you. Thank you, Kurt Rickoff from rickoff.com. I know that's not the full name of your business, but that is how you find him. Vincent Howard from Howard Howard and Hodges, uh, howardcpas.com. Barb Gay from Watson Accounting and watsonaccounting.com. And Michael Boots from the Mastery.network. Is that correct, Mike? That is correct. Uh, so this has been uh, another great episode. Let's first stop recording. We are still live.